Welcome back to Time Sync. This is episode 169. It's your boys, Hamza. And Amolib. And then let's do this. <laughs> Man, you, we are, I, I'm not going to say it. Just yeah. cue the music. Okay. Quick follow-up. Uh, I got to immediately take back a statement I said last time. Well, not completely, but. Basically, last episode, I talked about how I, I'm really good at detecting when something is AI art. Yeah. Right? And when I was doing the edit, I realized the way I stated things kind of made it ambiguous as to what I meant. One thing I want to make perfectly clear, I cannot tell when something is realistic AI generated. So like my go-to example, the this person does not exist website, that that kind of AI generation, I can't, I'm not good at noticing at all. When it looks hyper real, I can't tell at all. So, okay. So, and so what were you talking about when you said that? I'm talking specifically of like, uh, AI content that's generated that's meant to mimic like hand created art like of cartoon character think cartoons and anime basically that's the kind of I AI still stuff don't believe about. I still don't believe that okay I, I don't care if you believe it or not but like that's the thing I the way I say it sound like was like I could detect when anything is AI generated any image and that's 100% not the case because I, you know this person does not exist is a website that exists and it blows my mind every time I go there yeah okay it's just specifically like the cartoony kind of stuff. And even then, like, I'll be honest, I went back, because it's been a while since I like brushed up on my AI detection skills, I guess you could say. And when I looked at some more recent AI art, man, I was, I think that six month estimate was a bit too uh, boastful of me. I think it is going to be like a couple more months and at most, and that's it. I'm going to be unable to tell after that. Wow. Like it's advanced so much faster than even I anticipated. And I expected it to advance fast. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell any difference, so... Like, if it's super obvious, fine. Yeah, if it's, like, super mangled up, you can tell, obviously, I imagine. But, like, yeah, if someone's, like, actually putting their fit. Also, you know, we talked about this before. Like, if someone takes the AI generation and then using their personal art skills fixes up the de- the minor details here and there, then it's, like, almost impossible to tell at that point. Yeah. Do you hear about Wacom, by the way? Wacom? This is just follow-up, more like actual news. Where Wacom got caught using a, an AI-generated piece of art for one of their ads. Is it Wacom or Wacom? Well, it's probably Wacom. I have no clue. I just, I re- I've only ever seen it read. I've never heard it pronounced. You're talking about the tablet company. Yeah, the graphic tablet company. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're saying, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, they, they, made ad, they made an ad with AI. Is that it? Yeah, so, like, this is a great example of, like, this is, like, a perfect example of like it really depends on your audience as to whether or not you can get away with AI art or not. Because if there is ever a consumer base you don't want to like use AI art with, it's probably the community of artists. That's probably the worst one. Because I imagine Wacom or Wacom or whatever, however you pronounce the name, the vast majority of the consumers are probably artists. Like I can't think of what other use case graphic tablets would have. I know there's like this accessibility thing where like some people find it more easier to use a tablet than a mouse. But like that's probably a very small subset. And I assume the vast majority of people who buy graphic tablets are people who are artistic in some capacity. Some and are for, using it to create I, art. I remember back in the day, the reason why I even know about these tablets is because people used it a lot for Osu. But obviously, oh, the majority really cases, is, like yeah, but major mainly is for uh for art. For art, yeah. So. Probably the worst possible company to be using AI art. No, 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 no. It, I, I still don't understand. You should just tell me the advertisement. Because... Okay. They, okay, so they make an advertisement with AI I'm art. pretty sure it's taken down, but I'm sure somebody has a screenshot of it. They make an advertisement with AI art. But it yeah, depends on what that is. 
Like, so is it illegal to was, make? Is it illegal to use AI? No, like I don't, I don't no, understand. No, no, it's not illegal. It's just that you know, if a company does something that people who buy their stuff doesn't like, people stop buying the stuff they make. Why? I don't even get why. I don't understand why artists don't even like AR. So like, it seems like such a huge hate for AI art. I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, whatever. But they're like, wow, how because dare this company? At stake? How dare this company? How is it livelihood? You can use AI art to make your art even better. I don't understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's not what's going to happen, though. They know that's not what's going to happen. It's that's not going to be, oh, what's going to happen is they're going to hire people to just write, like, you know, a team of artists, like five, ten artists will become one person writing prompts and one artist is cleaning up whatever the AI spits out. So now nine artists are out of a job. But yeah, so the ad is basically like, it's just like promoting, I think, a, if I remember correctly, it was a Lunar New Year sale of some capacity. It's like a X amount of percent off. And on the side was like a picture of a cartoon dragon. It's like a cartoony looking dragon because, you know, you're the dragon is coming up. And that dragon was AI generated. And when was people nice pointed this out, I mean, to the average person, yeah. It, was it a Western uh, dragon who, or an Eastern pe- dragon? Oh, it was an Eastern dragon. Okay. So it's Chinese, it's Lunar New Year. Like, it's Lunar right. New Year. Of course, it's going to be an Asian dragon, right? It'd be weird if it was an American or Western dragon. But of course, because Wa- Wacom, Wacom, the consumers are all mostly artists. They immediately noticed, hey, this is AI generated. And their response was, no, it's not. What are you talking about? That's not AI generated. They lied? And yeah, it seems like they lied. But then, of course, because life is complicated, it gets a bit fuzzy. Eventually, they did take down the ad. And their statement was basically, yeah, we hired someone. Because Wacom, Wacom, I assume, doesn't actually hire artists to make their ads. right? They hire companies who hire artists who make their ads. Yeah. And so, according to Wacom, they hired a company, told them that they don't want AI art. And then they came back with the ad and claimed that the ad doesn't have AI art. So Wacom was lied to and they just trusted the company they were working with. Mm. So it kind of kicked the bucket down the road a bit. But at the end of the day, like you could, and I, I can believe this is a realistic scenario that could have happened to Wacom. Like they trusted the company and they told them don't use AI art. And the company just kind of behind their backs used it anyways. And I think something similar happened with Marvel as well recently. Not recently, it's been a probably a couple months now, when Loki season two was coming out, there was a piece of promotional art. And one of the, the background was like, a, supposed to be like this kind of spiraling clock design. And it was found out that that was AI generated. You could tell that background was AI generated, but the artists claimed that they didn't know that they just bought a stock photo from a stock photo company. Oh. And you could go and see the stock photo on the website. They were hundred percent being truthful. They just bought it from this website. And the website claimed none of the stuff was AI generated, but obviously, if you know what to look for, you can tell that it works. This clock image was AI generated. So now it's like even more fuzzy. Where like even companies who are trying not to use AI art can't escape using it. So that artist at Marvel, he didn't. He couldn't tell that that, that clock was AI generated. Probably not. That or like he just didn't give it the time to look at it to tell if it was. Because he just blindly trusted the website and didn't bother looking for the finer details. Because like it is one of those things where you kind of have to look for it, especially with the photo like the one he used or yeah. the it's, you kind of look for it. It's the photo they used. I'm so indifferent to this. Okay, <laughs> I'll just say all right. If Wacom used AR, I don't care. If Marvel is AR, I don't care. But um, if they lied, that's a whole different story. Like if someone yeah. asked them, "Is you in the air?" and they say no, that's just that's just wrong. If they were lied to, 
fine. But it's like now, now you have to trust the company and say like, hey, fine. Do you, are you telling the truth that you, you did this stuff? Like, do you have legal documents? I guess I don't want to show you proof. But uh, exactly, yeah. And as far as I'm aware, Wacom has not proved anything like that. Yeah. I wonder how much longer artists will be able to keep the jobs. I can't tell you much because I have no idea. Uh, this is one of those topics of like, I just kind of want to talk about a thing because it bugs me. So, uh, Hamza, okay, let's say uh, I'm going to try to like, set the scene for you. Okay. Wait, let me get comfortable. Let's say, you, yeah, <laughs> sit back, lean back, close your eyes. Okay, imagine you're listening to using, what, do you use any uh, subscription services for music? Uh, no. Apple Music, Spotify? No. No? Okay. Okay, okay, I'll just say in the past, I use YouTube Music, but... Like, okay, that works. Also, it, I assume you listen to music on your phone at some in some way. On YouTube, yeah. On YouTube? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if it works on YouTube then, because YouTube's kind of the example I was going to use as, like, it doesn't follow the rule. Okay, but I, I, I'm going to describe something, and you're probably going to be able to recognize what I'm describing, where, let's say you're halfway through a song, and you, you press the skip song, the, the forward song button, what happens? Uh, like it goes to the next song it goes to the next song exactly now let's say you're halfway through a song and you press the back song button what happens uh oh you actually have no idea all right <laughs> i don't know man I, either it goes to the beginning of the song or it goes to the previous song it's one of those two okay yeah it goes to the beginning of the song most of the time that's what it does where if you, I guess I'm, that's what I was trying to be clear about, you're in the middle of a song. Because if you press the, if you, basically the, what I'm trying to get to is, when you press forward, it goes to the next song. When you click back, it restarts the song you're on, unless you're at the very beginning of the song, in which case it actually will go back to the previous song. Yeah, I know so what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, if you're in the middle of a song and you want to go back a song, you have to press back twice. Yeah, but see, what I do, because I watch, I watch my music on, or I listen to my music on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I have a music playlist, for example. Mm-hmm. And if I'm if I'm listening to a song and I want to go to the next song, I will click on the next song. I will never click on like that forward button. I will always click on the next song, the actual next song. You just, yeah, you just manually choose the song itself. I don't know why, but yeah. And same thing if you want to go back. Yeah, I'll just I'll just, just scroll click on and the then, song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I bring this up is because YouTube recently added, and I always thought this was weird. Actually, I always found this kind of weird. Like, why is it that going forward does one thing, going back does another thing? I feel like in my head, what makes more sense is forward takes you forward a song. Back takes you back a song. If you want to restart the current song, you have to go back and then forward again, basically. Like, that would have to be the two-click operation instead. And I kind of chucked it off as one of those things where it's like, it's probably something to do with like physical media somehow. Like, it's a leftover of physical media. That like, oh, back no, in no, the no, old days. I bet I know why, dude. Why? You've already buffered the song, so when you go back to begin a song... It doesn't. It doesn't have any lag time. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's what it is. When I, you go I back a previous song, it has to load that no, previous song, because and then you go this forward. This also happens on cassettes. Like cassettes used to do this. CDs used to do this. Cassettes, what are you talking? What, what generation are you from, Willie? What are you talking about right now? Hey, do you not know that that like this, no? this feature I'm talking about no, is the thing no that idea. happened on CDs and cassettes as well? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it did. It. it I mean, it does. Technically, There's th- those pieces of con- that media still exist. So but. wait, so this happens on YouTube? Is what you're saying? It happens on pretty much any music player in the world. But so it happens on YouTube Music too. No, well actually, I never used YouTube Music. So what do you? I was, I'm asking like, where did you okay. find this out? Okay. Like yeah, you use Spotify or something? What? Apple Music? What are you talking? Like what are you talking about? Yeah, I use Spotify. That's what I use. Okay, so Spotify does this. this. Yeah. Okay. But I've noticed it since I was a kid. Like when I when CDs used to be popular, I noticed this as a thing. 
Dude, don't ask me, man. I don't pay attention to these weird details. But I, I did notice this, but not. I don't know where I've seen this from. I, but I don't think it was music. But you know this is a thing, right? Like you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and as a kid, I always thought that was weird. Like, why do it that way? And I'm pretty sure like it's probably something to do with like physical media. We're like, oh, cassette tapes, the way they would mark the start and end of a song is like a magnetic piece of strip or something. And like when you click forward, it just goes to the next magnetic lock. And when you go back, it goes to the previous magnetic lock. And each song starts with a magnetic lock. So that's why it does that. Like, I assume it's something weird like that. Something to do with like, the actual physicality of physical media. And then when things became digital, this kind of kept the old-fashioned way of doing it. Because everyone was familiar with that. People who used cassettes used CDs. People who used CDs used whatever digital thing came next. And they expected it to work the same way the previous things worked. And then YouTube added this feature in their YouTube video player, Chapters. They added Chapters into YouTube now. What, so YouTube you now mean? allows... What? Wait, what do you mean? Like you, you can put Chapters in a, in a video on YouTube. So you can jump forward and back. Oh, wait, of, like, that's been a feature for a long time though, right? It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking something new that came out. It's not super new, yeah. Like, you can add chapters, and they're actually built into, like, the time scroll thing. Yeah. Whereas before, like, you could, obviously a creator could put, like, timestamps in the description or in a comment or something. You click on a timestamp, and it would jump around. But now it's actually built in. And on mobile, you can actually two-finger tap and jump forward and backwards a chapter. I had no idea it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a thing because it constantly happens accidentally, and it drives me insane. When I want to go forward 10 seconds, I end up going forward a whole damn chapter. But what, what I found was interesting was that when they implemented the chapter thing, they broke convention. They do the thing that what I said feels more correct. Where if you go forward a chapter, it goes to the next chapter. If you go back a chapter, it goes back to the start of the previous chapter, not the one you're currently in the middle of. Okay, I, 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 I'm getting confused. So I'm in the chapter. You're in chapter three. You're in the middle of chapter three. Okay, I'm in the middle of chapter three. Yeah. And how do I go back? Double tap? To what? Like to the previous chapter. To the previous chapter, you two finger tap on the left side of the screen and you go back a chapter. So now you are at the start of chapter two. So, okay. So I two finger tap on the, on the left side of the screen, right? And yep. it will take me to the beginning of chapter two? Yeah. The beginning of chapter two. Okay. And if I two finger tap on the right side of the screen, it will take me to the beginning of chapter four. Yes. Oh, so this is the exact like, normal, what you expect it might do because it goes back a chapter and forward. Exactly. And so if you wanted to go to the start of chapter three, you'd have to go back to chapter two and then forward to chapter three. And like, this is one of those things where like, this is like, oh, this is the perfect system. This is the way that I, to me, the system should be built from the beginning. And now that I have it, I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, how often do you go back a chapter in the first place? That's the thing. I often want to go back to the start of the current chapter. That happens significantly often because I miss something what? or something and I want to go back a bit. Wait, whoa, wait, what? Oh, you missed something. Okay. Yeah, I missed something and I want to go back to the beginning of like the conversation or like this snippet of the video. And so I constantly double tap, or I two finger tap the left side, expecting to restart the chapter only to go all the way back to chapter two instead and double tap forward. And I realized how super convenient it is and realistically more useful it is to just go back to the start of the current chapter as opposed wow. to go back a song or go back a chapter. That's crazy. Why don't you just go to the description box and like click on the chapter? From because I'm on full screen on my phone. I'm not going to close the full screen, scroll down to the description, find the chapter timestamps, click on the timestamp to figure out what chapter I'm on. And you're on your it's phone so or your iPad? But both. No, the iPad, no, iPad is way more convenient to get out of full screen. Because, like, it's, it's more convenient, screen. sure, but it's still not as convenient as just double tapping the screen that's already in front of you. Nah, I'm just saying. 
Because you're maybe reading the comments already. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. You're already out of full screen. Buddy. I'm not one of those people. I don't do that often. You don't read comments? I read comments, but like it's not like a consistent thing. I know like some people are like the video. They start the video and immediately then the comment yeah, section. Yeah, that's me. Before the videos even started, lo- stopped loading. Like they're already there. I'm not one of those people. So now you have to deal with this this issue. Yeah, it's one of those things. Where, like, man, I, you should be careful what you wish for because you realize actually no, it's way more convenient. Even if the reason why the feature works kind of weirdly in physical media is because of some weird technical physical issue, it just is weird to me that like. It seemed weird. I wanted it to be gone. Now it's gone. And now I'm like, this is actually objectively worse, actually. I'm thinking like in music, you're listening to a song in the middle of a song and you hit the back button. Maybe that means you want to listen to the, you want to listen to the same song. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And like, once again, I'm pretty sure I'm more convinced that it's more just a leftover of physical media. But that's a useful feature to replay the current song you're on. Yeah, yeah that part is useful. Yeah. Especially because like, if you press back when you're like two seconds away from the song ending... It restarts the song. Like, oh, I want to replay this song. I'm right at the end. You know, music's starting to fade out. I want to listen to it again. Just press back once and you're back at the start of this current song. You know, I should learn some... I should learn these gestures a little bit more because I would just scrub back... Like, scrub back... You're scrubbing? The... Because I, time... I didn't realize... I didn't realize this was even a thing. Hold you're use. a tech person. I know, but I'm not do you, a music... Do you, you right-click and copy and paste too? Like, are you not using like, shortcuts for that? Sometimes I do right-click copy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. You... <laughs> It's just, it's just a little bit more convenient when my hands are like on the mouse and not on the keyboard, you know? I want to see how you edit this podcast. Because I feel like it's more of a nightmare than, I, than it should be. It's easy, dude. It's so easy. I just sit down, 20 minutes, done. It's no way it takes you 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I'm not listening to every single conversation, bro. 20 minutes, done. It's just... Do, do you not consider yourself a shortcut person? Do you not use shortcuts on the keyboard often? Oh, yeah. I use tons, of, I use tons of shortcuts. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. But it's just, it's just sometimes I just don't. That's the thing. And I don't know a lot of gestures either. That's the... Like, because on... If I watch YouTube on my computer, I mean, I don't know if there are, if there are any kind of, like, fancy tricks, but I don't but know. To be that. fair, I actually don't know either. I don't know if there's a way to jump forward or back a chapter on desktop. Obviously, the arrow keys move you forward and back, like, 10 seconds or 5 seconds or whatever it is. And I guess a lot of videos on YouTube also don't have chapters either because it's kind of a newish you know, thing. I feel like a lot of them do. I, I was surprised. I was going back. I was watching an old Vsauce video from like five years ago and that had chapters. Oh, that's they Vsauce, went back man. and added them. That's Vsauce, bro. Like, come on. That's true. It's a whole like company of people. Yeah. Like if I'm watching a Mario Maker video, like there's no chapters for like every every level that this person's playing. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people add them. Some people don't. It's still getting there. I wonder if you can auto generate chapters. Like have like uh, have the machine just kind of figure it out. Yeah, probably for yeah certain like i imagine like a top 10 list video it could probably nail exactly where to start because of the transitions between the the numbers you could probably figure out i don't know i'm not sure if a top 10 would even want these kind of chapters because that's true they don't want you to skip through the video yeah just skip to okay one what is it naruto you didn't watch mojo do that before like yeah like before you had to watch the whole video then they started adding like 10 through 7 in this in the description so you could just see what 10 to 7 were but then 3 2 and 1 you had just to watch the video yeah yeah exactly do they still do that? I haven't watched Watch Mojo in ages. Yeah, same. Every once in a while, I'll see something and be like, oh, that's interesting. But I never... Watch I never... Mojo was super popular during like, the peak of the top 10 era of YouTube. Yeah. And the thing for Watch Mojo, I, I don't think I've ever watched a full Watch Mojo video. Ever. I probably haven't in a long time. I can imagine that when I was younger, I probably did. But you're right. Like, if I ever watch a Watch Mojo video today, I'm just like, I'm skipping through the entire thing. I don't care about Ashley's commentary or whoever's on the team now. But like, yeah, exactly. I just pause it and then... 
Skip, 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 skip. Did I miss something? Did, 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 back. Okay. Yeah. What's What's number ten? What's number nine? What's number eight? Did, 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 did. You just want to see the names. If it's a list that I know, like top ten anime powers, and I'm like, nah, this is just wrong. Then you, that's not that, right? They usually do pretty, pretty. Actually, they do pretty decent for anime. Which is surprising. What does that mean? Like their opinions are like good. Like their opinions are very like I. It can it can make Nuanced sense. and thought out. Yeah, I, I could I could like I could believe what they say. It's not like some random person like oh naruto stronger than goku like it's not like that you know oh okay i see what you mean it's actually kind of surprising i would totally imagine them because you know it's it's a company and they're not even like an anime company you know they're yeah. top 10 list company does watch mojo do anything else actually i just realized are they just a top 10 video site what, what, what is watch mojo there's a miss mojo and they have That's a book another, this is another top 10 website right or another top yeah. 10 uh, youtube channel yeah, i don't know much else about them I wonder if this is one of those things where they started making top tens on the side, and then the thing on the side became more popular than the main thing, so they just like completely shifted over to it. They're a very, very old company. They're one of the oldest, right? Are they? I think so. They've been, Are they related to Box Office Mojo? Or is that just a coincidence? I have, I have no idea. I feel that's a coincidence, though. Nah, it I can't bo- be. I know Box Office Mojo got bought by IMDb, so I assume like Watch Mojo. If they were connected, then they both would have gotten bought or something. Well, Watch Mojo is a pretty big company. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google search Watch Mojo for the first time in my life. I'm just Google searching it as opposed to going to the YouTube channel. Uh, I was kind of hoping there'd be a Wikipedia page that could just be like, "Hey, it's a so and so company." There has to be. How could there not be a Wikipedia page? There is. This is super far down the page actually on Google because Google is terrible now. Well, I guess they're they're trying to push up their own company. But dude, the Wikipedia page is on the right side, bro. What are you talking about? Uh, mine's minimized for reasons for recording reasons. That's not Google's fault, then, bro. <laughs> uh 20,000 videos on youtube holy yeah it launched in 2006 you're right it's pretty old yeah they have miss mojo mojo plays watch mojo uk and watch mojo russia feels so random but okay okay so watch mojo was a kind of a it was a video version of something else they originally wrote columns and articles and stuff and then they made a video department i guess you could say and that was named watch mojo for videos Mm. they're very formulaic but it works yeah, it proved incredibly successful for them. Yeah, just be careful what you wish for, because you find out actually you don't you aren't a UI designer actually, and it's better to do things the way they're already done. Maybe it is just like a familiarity thing, like because I expect it to go back to the start of the chapter, it bothers me. And if I was a kid, this would be the new normal, and I just wouldn't know any different. So okay, I guess that's true. I, it's hard to tell. But then I assume that same kid would also be using Spotify. Now I'm kind of curious what YouTube Music does, because YouTube is. It's YouTube, right? At the end of the day, it's still YouTube. So I wonder if YouTube music does, like, if you click back on a song, it continue or it replays the current song, or if it actually goes back to the previous song. Sounds like a good follow-up thing, Amoli. We'll wait for that next next week. Oh, you want me to buy YouTube music on top of Spotify just to find out? Uh, You can get the free trial, you know? <laughs> Three-month trial or something? I'm sure I could just Google uh, how to use YouTube music, and there'll probably be, like, a video for, like, People who aren't tech, who are more tech, uh, how can I put this nicely? Uh, bad at using tech. And it explains like step by step exactly how to use the UI. <laughs> you said put it nicely, and then it was like the worst way possible. But I was going to say, like. No, no, it wasn't, because the first words that came to mind were far, far worse. Okay, but I was going to say, like, it's probably easier just to get YouTube Premium for like a month and do all that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I got to give them my, if I have to give them my credit card number and stuff, and then give them my phone number and like all that stuff, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't remember the details. I mean, you had it, right? You just don't remember, huh? Because I don't use those. I, even if I had it, I wouldn't use like the back button and the forward button. There's the only, that's the only thing. I just click on it. You're insane. Sorry. Do you not use headphones? 
Like I headphones do. have the back forward and back buttons on them too, and they usually just relay forward to the device. Yeah, headphones have them. Yeah, but wait, what do you mean? Yeah, you, do you, you, you not use those buttons? Do, no, like, yeah, I don't use the buttons. Of course not. You don't use the buttons on your headphones yeah, to rewind not. a song or forward a song. Of course not. If I usually I'm only listening to music when I'm like working out. I don't have time for that. I'm focused on the workout. Oh, so you just don't skip songs at all? No, I do skip songs all the time. How do you skip a song then? Are you telling me you don't push the button? Instead, you pull out your phone and scrub forward okay, to the song you want to play next. Listen, if I'm like if I'm in the gym doing like weights and stuff, yeah, I pull uh-huh. out my phone and I'll scrub to this. I'll I'll go to the song. If I'm on the, if I'm on like the treadmill or the elliptical or something like that, the phone's in front of me. I just scroll. It's not so complicated. What? What do you expect me to do? You expect me yeah. to like <laughs> to use the button to use the buttons on your headphones? But, how, like a okay, but here's here's the thing, right? You have a music playlist. How do you know what song is next? You don't even know. I mean, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, sometimes you have to click it like six times to get a song you want. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to I pump myself up. No, I need to. I need, I'm trying to pump myself up. So I need. I look for. I have. A, I have a few songs. I mean, typically normal people just make playlists. No, so okay, and fine. And then they know what order the songs are in in the playlist. Yeah, fair enough. But I feel like a small like like I need. It's not that I just need pump up songs. You also need other songs for like the low down times kind of deal. But they're still, they're still like pumping it up. I don't know what the word for that is. So for me, what I do is I have like some songs saved in the back. And I'm like, okay, these, okay, if I start having low energy, these songs will push me out. So that's what I'm talking about. You need to go back to those songs. Not time to mess around with the playlist. You know, that's, that's too much. Literally that's... never. Like you never used the buttons on your headphones. No. No, seriously. Wait, actually, I think okay. I'm not. Now I'm thinking. I think the buttons on my headphones only change the volume. I'm sure there's a way. I guarantee way. you they don't. Yeah, okay, I'm sure I there's... guarantee you they do far more than that. Listen, I'm sure there's a way. Dude, I'm using $20 okay. Anchor headphones, So you do use it bro. for that? Uh, no, I you don't. You use the buttons for no. volume control? No, I don't. I, okay. I, use, my, I use my phone. What do you... you reach into your pocket? You press the button up and down? Uh, If it's in my pocket, yeah. But usually it's in front of me, so it's not like a... See, I do I do that too, honestly. But that, I have a good reason for doing that. Unlike you. Where the user interface on my headphones just aren't good for volume control. So I, I prefer having more finite control. But that's my excuse. I have an excuse. I don't know, man. Dude, I'm using $20 like headphones from Amazon or something. Like it's not like they're not that it's crazy. Silver mine. Alright, okay, okay, we need to move on. We need, we need to move on. So I saw this article on well, well, I saw a post on Reddit. Um it was just a couple Cringe. days ago. <laughs> it was just a couple days ago, but actually this this post is eight days ago, so I guess where did the time go? And I thought it was really interesting. So I'll just read it. It says, Japan becomes fifth country to land on the moon with JAXA Slim spacecraft. Fifth? How many countries are going to the moon? Five, it seems like. <laughs> I, I, well, five only made it. Five, only five made it, technically. Um, I can talk about that, but before I do, I wanted to talk a little bit about this landing. Okay? So, they, la- they launched this in September. Yep, takes that long. Okay, uh, isn't that surprising? And then it I landed. assume they're doing some slingshotting nonsense or something. Don't ask me. And they touched down on the lunar service, like on that day, like eight, ten days ago, whatever. So it took that long, and the JAXA stands for ja- Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency. There's an E in exploration. Exactly, exactly. But but you know X's are cooler. Yeah, yeah. Just ask Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and the president Hiroshi Yamakawa confirmed. Wait, 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 continue. The name is in English. The yeah. name of the program is in English. Yeah. Okay. He confirmed that the soft landing was successful, and the spacecraft was able to send signals after its descent. But 
the solar panel capabilities were impaired, leaving the spacecraft reliant on battery power means, I mean, how many more hours is that going to last, right? Like nothing. Mm-hmm. But he said it's a greater step forward, and it's it's amazing. It's the fifth country to land on the moon. So Russia was number one, or like Soviet Union, whatever, number one. Yep. Then the U.S., then China, then India. Well, India was last year with the Chandrayaan-3 Wait, mission. Russia was number one with the, the robot on the moon? That's what this article says. I'm trying to remember. Like they ha- I know they had the first spacecraft. and Oh, yeah, yeah. They had the first spacecraft. They had the first li- living thing in orbit. They had the first human in orbit. But I never heard about the robot on the moon one. Well, that's what this article says. And then this is Japan. It, this is a slim model. Or that's the name of the model. It stands for Smart Lander for Investigating Moon. Okay. That's such a what strange a okay. name, right? They definitely picked the name first. And then like they, they picked the acronym first and then worked backwards. To what it stood for. No, what I thought was interesting was, I was like, what I I was thinking, okay, fifth country, like that seems very low. I feel like a lot yeah. of countries should have been able to go to the moon already. But then this article says, at least a robot, yeah, yeah. But then the article says governments and private companies alike have made more than fifty attempts to land on the moon since the sixties, and basically they've all been failures. And they said last year, a, another Japanese company called J Space. Tried to make, uh, or sorry, iSpace tried to make the first attempt to land on the moon, but it crashed. The U.S. company Astrobotic tried to tried to make, uh, like, tried to get off the ground, but it also had some problems during the launch. And other U.S. companies are trying Intuitive Machines and Firefly to try to do it this year. China does a few more. China's gonna try a few more this year, but it's been they they haven't been that successful. I'm so surprised by that. Yeah, is it, is it a money thing? It must be right because the, the tools we have today versus the '60s are so 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 far superior. It it's, must just be a money thing. Like the, the U.S. government or whatever governments are willing to spend so much money on sp- space exploration during that time. Yeah, I think that's what it is uh, as well. So basically, like they're using more cost-efficient materials and like better. You know, they're trying to save money and like not spend so much. But because you're doing, well, I assume that, the math is like already worked out, right? Surely like, the computer can do the math way better than the people could have back in the '60s. I don't know. It's a like, different all generation. That must be figured out. It's a different generation. You know, we have we don't have we don't have AIs or anything to help us calculate that kind of stuff anymore. Nah, yeah, there's no way the math, the math should be completely done. It's just the material cost and like, you know, uh, the fact that private companies can even try doing, try to do this is, you know. That's true. That alone is actually pretty impressive. But I don't kind of love that. A private company gets up there like, you know, like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos company or something gets up, get, gets up to the moon or like Mars or wherever. And then starts setting up, setting up shop. It's like, ooh. Yeah. First person up there though, they're, they're, they're doing stuff. Okay, so also I found these really cool acronyms for the other agencies, the other space agencies. <laughs> I found these cool acronyms. Okay. Yeah. What? What? They're cool. What I don't mean? know. The three, like, you may sound like, oh, you know, I did a bunch of research. Uh, I'm, I've now compiled a complete list of all the cool acronyms. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, uh, this, this. I'm gonna judge you on the me. level of coolness now. Let's go. Oh my god. So you already know NASA. People know NASA yet. I don't know what it stands for. NASA's not even on this list, bro. That's embarrassing. Let me check I NASA. mean, to be fair, NASA is more recognizable than it is cool by name. Like, if you didn't know what NASA was, you just heard NASA. Does NASA really sound cool? Let's be honest here. It's the NASA sounds cool to me, but it's the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Oh, not agency. I could have sworn the last day was agency. Okay. So the Wikipedia says. Okay, then there's the CNSA. CNSA is that Chinese? Chinese National, National Space Administration. Okay. Then there's okay. Then the other there's some other ones like DSN, but they're not like a, they're not country folks. So I'm just gonna skip those. ESA, European Space Agency. 
So you just use the country ones? Okay, ESA. Nice. ESA sounds pretty cool. ISRO. Indian Space Research Organization. Organization. ISR, ISRO sounds cooler to me, I'll be honest. And I just like uh, Indian bias there. I think it just sounds cooler. The research part is good. Organization. But ISRO, though, the, the acronym, it's worth it for the acronym. The ISRO sounds cooler than the RSA. It's better than CNSA. But okay. JAXA, dude, JAXA's, come on, JAXA's peak, bro. JAXA's pretty good. Next. Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency and KSB, Kerbal Space Program, but that's... Oh, they, they, had to, they had to force it, though, let's be honest. It should be J-A-E-A. Dude, I think I'll give it to them, okay? All right, um, that's it, I just thought it was cool. I'm still surprised that it's only five. What other countries have tried and failed? I didn't do any research, man. I just saw the article. Yeah, know, okay, I'm sorry. I know, I know. We can speculate, but there's nothing to speculate. You just don't know anything. Man, don't do research in the middle of the podcast. Please. <laughs> oh, there's a Wikipedia article just for moon landings. Oh my god, we sent a lot of them. Jeez. Of so like, even though it's only five countries, there are a lot more than five landings. We have, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight by the USSR. One, two, three by China. One by India. One, two, three, four, five by... Oh, these are different parts of the U.S. So U.S. has gotten a lot more up there. And Japan has one. And U.S. has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven total. But of those, five are just robots and the rest were actually humans. They actually make a distinction between those. How many were robots again? Five. Five robots and one, two, three, four, five, six humans. Hey, humans number one, let's go. <laughs> they don't make the distinction of that for the other countries. Do the other countries just never land a human on the moon? Is USA the only? I guess they, they might be. No. I know nothing about like space. Nah, there's no way. Now we got to check, right? Ain't no way, like, dude. That's, uh, surely Russia got up there somehow. First person on the moon was actually a monkey or something like that. No, I think that's true. I, mean, I don't think so. I really do think it is, yeah, I think U.S. is the only ones who have actually landed humans on the moon. That's why they don't make the distinction for the other countries, because they're all robots. Wait, if no no other country landed a human on the moon? Because I know, I know the Soviets basically gave up the space race as soon as America landed on the moon. Like, that was it. That was considered, like, the end. And they, I know they didn't bother trying to get a human up there afterwards. Well, that's embarrassing, other countries. Although, to be honest, like, what are you going to do when you get on the moon, right? Like, oh, we got on the moon, woo, here's some nice pictures. Well, why are they sending the robots, right? Same reason. But the robots are like, you know, I guess less effort, I guess. You can see how many of these failed, by the way, by the names of them. Because like, Lu- like for the USSR, Luna 9 was the first one that made it to the moon. Which implies 1 through 8 did not make it to the moon. Then after 9 is 13. So 10, 11, and 12 didn't make it. Then it's 16. So 14, 15 didn't make it. Then it's 17. Two in a row. Woo. Uh, then it's 20. So 18, 19. Gone. Then it's 21, two in a row again. 22 didn't make it though. 23 made it. And then 24. And that was it. Like you can see that the numbers get progressively far, far, far. Is that a higher. year thing? Or is that like a... No, no. It's, it can't be a year thing. Because I'm looking at like Luna 16, 17 were both in the same year. Luna 9 and 13 were in the same year. So between 9 and 13, there must have been 10, 11, and 12 in the same year. They made a lot in the same year then. Yeah. I mean, that was like peak space race, you know, so... One interesting distinction between all of these is one of the Chinese ones landed on the far side of the moon. 
as opposed to all the other ones which landed on the near side. That's cool. Or maybe not. Maybe they only bothered specifying that one for some dumb reason. Well, we can't, we can't, dude. We can't. Okay. We can't do okay, research okay. on the podcast because we, we're going to say something really stupid. We are going to say, yeah, yeah. Don't want to accidentally spread misinformation. Got it. But yeah, people are making jokes like, oh, if, if they land, if JAXA lands on the dark side of the moon, are they going to call it the Slim Shady? Because it's like the Slim... Hey, whatever. Just... We're cutting that. We're cutting that. Why? What? That's a terrible joke. That's why. So, Malib, you told me that you're going to spend a lot of money buying the Apple Vision Pro. Is no, that I'm correct? Not. Is that a correct, accurate statement? It's 100% inaccurate because I never said that. Because I don't got $3,500 to burn. Oh, <laughs> price hurts my head, dude. What the heck? How much is a MacBook? I actually have no idea how much a MacBook is. I don't know. But, okay, Apple Vision Pro. Apple Vision Pro. Apple's VR headset. AR, VR, whatever. VR, AR headset. Yeah. It's both. It's supposed to be really cool. To be honest, the the commercials looked a little creepy to me. Some of the features are pretty cool. Wait, what, what, what part's so creepy to you? Don't worry about it. Now, here's the deal, right? We can talk what about, do you mean don't worry about it? Don't worry about it. It's a podcast where we just talk about random nonsense. Nah, don't worry about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Vision Pro first, okay? Okay. Um, it's coming out soon, okay? It is. In fact, it's coming out February 2nd, which means this episode, if assuming nothing goes terribly wrong, will come out the day that Apple Vision Pro comes out. And so you're going to be first day buying, right? Is that... Is that... Dude, I really... Uh, want... No, because the pre-orders already started and they're already sold out in most places. Oh, yeah, that's true. Dude, I really, want... I really wanted to get it. But... Uh... Really? Well, of course. I like Apple, bro. But the problem is like... I know, but like, it's, a, it's a Gen 1 product, man. Like, Apple I don't consistently... Care, bro. The first ones are typically meh at best. I, I don't care because like it's VR. I really like VR. It's Apple. I like Apple. How did you become more of a VR guy than the friend who got us into VR? No, 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 he's way more into VR. Let's not even joke about that. Like, I'm not even that. Cl- I'm not close. That that man's like fully immersive. Got to get haptic suits. Got to get like, got to feel the pain in my, in my balls when I'm playing a game. <laughs> That's not me. But yeah, uh, okay. But the the reason why I wanted to get it is because it looked like it looked like it might be a pretty useful thing. It looked just look cool. It looked a lot better. I really like the hand gestures. It doesn't have any controls. Controllers. Yeah, no controllers. You just use your hands. I which, always wanted that. I mean, doesn't the MetaQuest 3 do that? Yeah, but it doesn't do it as well. Okay. Well, we don't know because you never use the Apple Vision Pro. I'm assuming it doesn't do that. <laughs> well. I'm, no, I'm assuming. I'm assuming because, like, okay, a- the Apple Vision Pro was built around that, and the MetaQuest three is like this, is like yeah, an added it's feature. built around the hand. So if the hand is mediocre, then the whole thing just falls apart. Yeah. But there is no way I can afford it at thirty five hundred dollars. So unfortunately, I had to pass. Maybe when the Apple Vision, like, not Pro version comes out. Yeah. Like that's another weird thing that they started with the Pro line. The, the Pro is the first one. So, anyways, basically. It's a pretty hefty price to buy this headset, um, but I do want to check it out for sure. See how it is, see how it feels. I mean, I would love to like try it out if I get the opportunity. I definitely try it out. Yeah. Um, what does it I'm offer? Kind of, I'm kind of suspect of the reviews so far because all the reviews, as of right now, as of recording, are basically people who got the privilege to buy Apple to use it and review it. And it's like yeah, fine. those people just have too much of an incentive to be nice, you know. But here's on Apple's official website. I just want to go through some of the features that I thought were pretty amazing. First of all, they call it spatial computing because they have really fancy terms for everything. But let's be mm-hmm. real. It's just VR or AR. And they, what they really, really stressed was the, immer- like not the immersion, but like what is it called? Like the, the blending between the AR and the physical world. So they always show examples of like a person in their like, you know, uh, living room or their family room. And then they, they throw up a screen on them. Like, they're wearing the headset. They throw up a screen in augmented reality. 
and they can just adjust it as they want, but they're just in their normal room. Yeah, Apple is really pushing way more into the AR space yeah. with this product than VR. Typically, when you think of headsets, you think, okay, you put on the goggles and you're completely disconnected from the world around you. You're in your own little pocket dimension, basically. Exactly. Whereas Apple is focusing way more on, and I think MetaQuest 3 tries to lean into this too, where they're trying to like blend the two yeah, into blending. one. And I, to me personally, I've always felt that AR was the kind of thing that will like change the way we do things forever. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, hundred percent. AR is the future. Yeah, like to me, like VR is like I think I, I don't know if I use this analogy on the podcast, but to me, like, VR is like ha- having a television set. Well, like it's a cool thing to have. It's useful, and you keep it at home. And when you're at home, you can use it. And AR is the equivalent of like a smartphone, where like you literally don't go anywhere ever without it. It's like a permanent part of your life now. That's why I imagine AR is going to reach. No, I think you're right. I, I think AR is gonna be, is definitely the future, and it's gonna make things so different. But anyways, we'll get we can have ourselves. The, the next feature they add is a feature that I think is already in some headsets maybe, but I just, it's not in the Medical S3, so I don't really, you know, uh, I haven't experienced it. But they, you navigate through the Vision Pro using your your eyes. Like it detects your eyes, yeah. where your eyes are looking, your hands and your voice. To me, this is the right way to do it because like if I have to deal with controller and stuff, it's not natural. But if if, yeah, if, yeah. if it can detect my eye movements and like, okay, I'm looking at like the, the camera app and it opens the camera app, like that's like, okay, whoa. Like, for example, on the MetaQuest, uh, at least MetaQuest 2, which is the one I have, when you want to, even if you're using hand controls, you kind of have to move your hand up to what you want to select and then pinch to yeah. select it. Whereas from, at least going to the ads, Apple's thing is like, you just keep your hand by your side like you normally would. You look at the app you want to open and then pinch your fingers and that's enough. Exactly. And obviously the feature, the nice features about headsets is you can have like a bigger screen you can watch movies in like a lot, you know, nicer way, crisper quality, blah, blah, blah. But the downside on that is it's only for one person. Yeah. So the the beauty of televisions or like monitors is many, many people can watch that. It's just one screen. But with the headset, and I, I don't know, they, they really stress how amazing this feature is. Yeah, maybe if you're like living by yourself and you don't watch anything with anyone else. But like, I think a lot of people like to watch stuff with people. With other people with them, yeah. And yeah, you can, have, you, can, you, can have, you can have you can have two, three headsets, but come on, that's not really like... It's, that's, that's not... Also, do we even know if you can sync up things between headsets yet? Is that a feature they've touted? No, they haven't. But let's just say you can. Let's just give it to them, right? Let's just say you can. Okay. Even then... That you can sync up video across all three, so you can all be looking at the same virtual thing in augmented reality, okay? Yeah, but let's even even if you do that, and the person is sitting right next to you, right? It's still, like, it's not natural anymore because, like, you're wearing headsets, and I don't you can't. Know. I you feel can't. Like that could, that one could work. No, no, no. You you can't look at them and look at their facial reactions and whatnot. And I know, I know, I know. Apple did a really heavy thing on showing like, oh, you're gonna be able to tell their facial expressions, blah blah blah, because their eyes things will pop up and blah blah blah. Nah. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's that horrifying. Yeah, the eyes through the VR head, the headset, and then I I I think it could work, but it needs to look way better. It looks too uncanny at the moment. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not sure if it will work. Maybe it will in the future. Yeah, right now it doesn't look like it at all, to me. And the you need, one, like edge to edge screens on that thing. Anyways, yeah. And another big feature that they taught, like they really, really stressed, was the spatial videos. You can basically take like a, a video from the Vision Pro or from your from your iPhone, like one of the iPhone versions, probably the latest ones, uh, and it will capture the depth. And when you play back on your Vision Pro, you can see that depth, so it's like more immersive. I'm really curious to see how that works. Yeah, like if I yeah. walk around using the camera and you put on the headset, that's going to be like instant motion sickness because the camera's going to be moving around when you, the person wearing the headset, are not. The way they showed it inside the advertisement was like, it was really simple. And it didn't look like it was anything, it didn't look like there was any problems. But like, I, yeah, we'll have to see when it comes on. 
Um, they say for meetings, this is a great feature or whatever. But like, you're wearing a headset for meetings. So it mm-hmm. has to digitally detect your eyes and, like, recreate that for, like, for you to be, like, face contacts. That's, like, I don't know, man. That's a little, I don't know about that. Um, the design of the actual headset, I think it's amazing. I'm a fanboy, okay. so whatever. But I think it's a really nice looking design. That's just yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I have to feel it though to find out if it's sturdy enough. Well, so that's what the face scans for. Do you know about the face scans? Oh yeah, yeah. They need that anyway for the eyes, right? Yeah, basically, if you if you want to pre-order one, you had to you had to have an Apple account and have a phone with Face ID, so they could scan it in. Does your phone have Face ID, Hamza? No, it doesn't, bro. Listen, I don't it need... It's to me. Like, even if you wanted it, you couldn't get it because your phone's not good enough to have Face ID. I can use someone else's phone, right? No? I guess you could, like, log into your account on their phone and then do it, maybe. Oh. I just never considered the fact that that would be a hurdle for you. So, like, even if you had the money to blow, you, you still couldn't do it. Bro, what's up with this, man? I'm actually getting left behind now. It's kind of sad. You are. You, you genuinely are now at this point. But anyways, coming off February second, that's kind of the major, the major features. It's a nice, it's it's like one of those things where it's, it's like um a luxury right now. So like if you're if you're an early adopter and you can afford it, fine, whatever. And yeah, you can bring it to your like planes to like other places. But like I mean, are you gonna really risk that thirty five hundred dollar thing? Like uh, maybe. But like, that's a whew, it's a hefty price for that. I do think uh, it's interesting that they added like a physical dial on there. Yeah. Just for switching like into and out of how virtual do you want your surroundings to be. Like if you want to go full VR, you can't just turn the physical dial. I'm surprised they use the physical dial for that. I feel like it's the kind of thing that Apple would put in a menu or something. Yeah, because uh, Medical S3 is in a menu, uh, and it's not even like a dial, right? It's just like 100% or zero. Yeah. But it's in a menu. Yeah, you have to navigate the UI to get there. Yeah. It does feel weird that you need a dial for that, but I guess they're, they're trying to blend it, right? So they're like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be immersed, be ahead, go ahead. If you want to stop, it's like the way Apple's going. I feel like they're trying to like remove all physical things. They want, they want their devices like as uniform and as co- like feedback free. I guess you could say like they don't. I feel like they're getting rid of as many buttons and stuff as possible. And they kind of. Oh yeah, you're right. They're definitely the minimalism thing. But also, they definitely want to. They want you to wear the headset. Yeah. Like they want you to use it. But the thing is, the battery life. I don't think it's so. It's so amazing. I, I don't remember what it is, but it wasn't that amazing. But um, the way, like, the battery packs, maybe they're going to be interchangeable. So you just buy a few of them and, like, you know, just... Yeah, just constantly cycle through them. Have three on charge. Take one off. Plug it in. Switch them out. In my opinion, right now, the biggest hurdle for VR headsets is they're very heavy. So if you, you can't bulky. wear them forever. It doesn't feel like you can. Of course, that depends person to person. Right? Some yeah, people yeah. can wear them longer than others. Yeah. But I feel like, okay, if you're playing games and stuff, then you get sweaty. And they didn't really talk that much about gaming. Like that's not the, the selling feature point. No, that's not, which I think yeah. is a good choice. I feel like VR, the VR space is too heavily tied to gaming. And I feel like the use, especially for AR, is goes far beyond that. This is why I'm really glad that Apple came out and is making a VR headset. Because even if Apple is unsuccessful, because everyone follows Apple, I mean, let's be real, then there'll be tons more of this, like... But do you think people would follow Apple on an unsuccessful product? Like, if this did fail, do you think people would still try to imitate it if it failed? I think some people will definitely try, regardless, because it's Apple, dude. It's also possible that those companies have already started trying to imitate it, so even if it fails, they're already too deep in, and might as well just release the product that they've made. They may as well try, right? Yeah. I think that's pretty impressive. Anyways, so yeah, the pre, the weekend, first weekend pre-order review, this person estimates around 160 to 180,000 pre-orders. Half okay. a billion dollars. I wonder what the margin is on the Apple Vision Pro. We'll probably, we'll probably never know, but... Cause it, the tech this has to be huge, also. You think so? Has to be. I just feel like the tech itself is so 
novel and like proprietary so to speak that it could just really be that expensive to make it like i know apple notoriously has Mm. like pretty big margins but the tech in this is so new and so cutting edge that it could cost us a stupid amount of money to make. i need to stop you right now because the in the actual what's the word the keynote when they talked about the vision pro at the Mm. end when they were mentioning the price the man before even mentioned he said we we put the best material. We did the best of all this the high technology. Blah blah blah. Those eye the eye tracking stuff. Blah blah blah. Thirty five hundred dollars. Like he's basically trying to like show you that it is it's worth the price because of all this extra stuff that we added and whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, Apple will not sell a device. If they're not making money on that. Like they're making oh, big boy money on it. Okay. And this is a huge investment. No company's gonna do it. That, is. It especially is. Especially as big as Apple. If, if if they were going to innovate but, around, think, but my question is more just what is the margin right yeah, like, yeah I would think, okay, I would think... Money. like do they make the same amount of money per iPhone sold do you know what the margin is on iPhones no I actually don't know that information. I found it out pretty recently on a TikTok so it's 100% accurate information okay but the margin remember how earlier you said we shouldn't research on the podcast because you don't want to say something I'm, wrong I'm not Go researching on. on the podcast this was this was a long time ago so anyway okay. <laughs> but okay I don't know the exact numbers but it was something around 30 to 40% that's their margin whoa profit okay. that's huge and is it for android it's like it's like a lot less i don't i don't remember how much but for ios it's yeah, yeah. huge and because that's how they make that money that good money yeah yeah again vision pro is new so we don't know yeah sad to say like I, it wouldn't surprise you if the margin is significantly smaller because all the tech is just so expensive to make but then again 3500 yeah one comes like i'm so hyped to buy the fifth fifth gen of this but dude, uh, man, that's a that's an insane amount of money they made like just off pre-orders, just off pre-orders. Yeah, I do think that if there's a company that can really normalize like AR and VR tech, it would be Apple. Yeah, like cause like look at like smartwatches. Smartwatches existed long before smartwatches existed for quite a few years before Apple made their version of a smartwatch. But the adoption level was just nothing compared to once Apple made it. Like Samsung had their smartwatch like three four years before apple even said anything about smartwatches and i i almost saw nobody with a smartwatch Damn. until apple made the apple watch and then all of a sudden everyone has one even the airpods i remember when airpods were first coming out people were like look how ugly look look how blah blah everyone yeah, is the on the streets bit. is wearing it dude like everyone yeah. on the streets are everyone's wearing it i was like dude what's happening when i'm here online people like talking trash about apple but when i go to the streets maybe because where we're living i guess but like everyone is consumed with these devices. Like, they're not even hiding it. Not, they don't even care. I bet if I'm going to go to Starbucks one day, they're going to be wearing sure a Vision Pro. I'm sure people keep them in specifically to show them off. Like, it's not even like they're not trying to hide them. They're doing the opposite. Like they're trying to show thing? them off. Yeah, I guess yeah, that could be true. For sure. And they're not bad. Uh, Like, earphones or headphones or whatever you want to call them. They're not bad. So it's like, they might, be, they might actually try to listen to music or something. But I'm going to say, like, I bet if we're going to go, like, a couple months in the future and I walk into, like, on, like, a local cafe and I just see some random dude on a table with a with a Vision Pro headset on, dude. <laughs> oh. That's gonna take. That's gonna be an adjustment period for sure. You walk in, you see a guy with that. But I think what really helps is that I know that they can see me because if I go into if I went into a cafe and they're wearing like an, a Meta Quest Two, like I'm like they don't know where they are. They're like in their own world. But if I go in and I see someone with the Apple Vision Pro, I'm like okay, realistically they're not in full VR mode. So like if if someone comes by with a with a drink or someone calls out their name for the drink, they can just get up, walk to the place, grab the drink, sit back down, and I feel like that would like. Kind of make it less awkward. I'm just gonna walk by, turn that dial on for that. <laughs> Got him immersed. Walk up behind him, turn the dial for VR, hit him, run. It's kind of dangerous. I feel it's still kind of dangerous. Like I mean, I guess you could see around you, but you're you know you're looking at the screens in front of you. 
but it's a cafe, so like everyone there, like you know. I mean, I don't yeah, know. you got you say the same thing about when you're walking with like your phone, right? How often are you paying attention to your surroundings? Yeah. So okay. The anyways, the last thing I want to say is the features uh, that I'm more like I want to try out. Like I want to try out the camera, like that depth camera. I'm just really interested to see how that works. Like does it really feel like that? Like that spatial? They keep talking how amazing it's gonna be, and the people in the videos you can are relive crying. the moment. Yeah. Right. Like oh, it's amazing. Like you know whatever. I don't care about the FaceTime feature that much. Yeah, it's whatever. It's cool, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to see the OS. I really, I'm really curious to see how they make that. You know, the Vision OS. How different it's gonna be from like you know iPad OS or like, you know. Um. I want to see how well the lighting conditions have to be for it to work. Oh yeah, good point. Because I'm sure, like, even if you go to like an Apple store, what's it? What what's it call those stores? Apple Store, whatever. They call it Apple if you store. go into one of those, and then like you put on the headset. That's like the most well lit, evenly lit room in the world. Yeah. And like I wanna see how it looks like in my room where it's like I got one lamp in the middle of the room and that's it. It's it's a soft yellow light, it's not even like a cool light. I feel like Apple devices are pretty bright. It should probably be okay. What do you mean they're pretty bright? Like the iPhone lights are like they're pretty bright and like MacBooks are pretty bright. No, I mean like how well would it be able to track AR? Like Oh, you're how saying like, how will you attract your hands and that kind of stuff? Yeah, my, then my hands and the environment around me, where the walls are in my room, my room is poorly lit. Or like not as well lit as like an Apple store is or wherever they're doing the tech demos of. How does it track your hands too? It looks for your hands. Does it, it use... It has cameras. What do you mean? But only cameras? What else would they use? Like there's no other sensors? I mean, maybe, but I assume it's mostly camera based. Because I feel like other sensors wouldn't be good enough. They wouldn't be precise enough. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah, it'll be interesting. I just want to see like how easy it. I want to see how good the eye tracking is. Can I look at an app and just start messing around with apps? Yeah, and I think the Vision Pro looks better than the MetaQuest. That is my personal opinion. MetaQuest two or three, it looks like a piece of trash, bro. I no offense. Like it looks alright, but it looks trash. But I mean, like, you own it, so if, you know it's not like you're biased against it. You yeah, own yeah, it, no, so no, of course. Yeah, I love it. I love it, but like, it's, it looks trash, like aesthetically. But the Vision Pro has that sleek look, you know. That's just my Apple fanboy coming up. But, you know, sleek look. You know what I'm saying? Do you hear about the apps, though? I was very surprised to hear about that, that a lot of apps won't be supported. Because supposedly, according to Apple, if you have an iPad app, it will work in the Vision Pro. Like, that's all it takes. That's it? Like, yeah, the iPad app, it, it realistically, I'm assuming like it won't be perfect. But, like, if a company makes an iPad app, they basically already have the framework for a Vision Pro app. Okay. But a bunch of companies chose to opt out of that. They chose to go to not do it. Why? So like Netflix, YouTube, they chose not to allow their apps to work on Apple Vision Pro. And we have no idea, no response. They haven't explained why. But they just that's a, they had to choose to opt out of it. And they chose to opt out of it. And it's such a strange choice nah, there, there must be a reason. Because like, ain't no way Netflix is losing money off this, dude. This is, uh, people want to watch Netflix on the Vision Pro. Like, come on. That's one of the biggest features. Yeah. And like, I feel like Netflix is one of those companies like, you could buy the most dingy tech device in the world, plug it into your TV. It probably has Netflix pre-installed. Like it's just like oh. it's on everything. Maybe they're trying to make an app that's optimized for the Vision Pro. I can imagine that. Maybe, maybe they feel like it'll be negative PR if their app doesn't work perfectly. Nah, Netflix does a lot of stuff like that. I can believe it. So, final Any other features you want final, to point to? Final thing, Amolit. Okay. Are you going to be buying a thirty-five hundred dollar Apple Vision Pro on launch? On launch, hundred percent. No. Wait, that means there's a chance. That means there is a chance. The chance would have to be I try it out, and it's the most mind-blowing experience of my entire life. So the odds are pretty low. How about we split the costs, okay? And, and we, uh, what we shared? Alternating weekends? Yeah, alternate, exactly. Alternate weekends, it's fine. No, no problem. 
I'm definitely not gonna buy it. I know I can afford that. But hopefully, you know, later on in the next line, they'll be cheaper, and you know, we'll get there. Maybe, and maybe it turns out that it sucks, and then oh, then I don't have, yeah. to, have to worry about it at all. I'm pretty sure the reason they started with the pro version was just because they couldn't make it cheap enough to justify it being not pro. Yeah. Like they made the thing that like this costs too much to make. We have to make it. We have to set it for at least this much, and so it has to be a pro line to justify just how expensive it is. Yeah, I I don't mind that at all. Maybe maybe their cheaper version will be like you know worse cameras, worse like they'll take some features out here and there. Reduce the price of maybe a thousand. Even then, twenty five hundred, dude. I, yeah. What is the pri- what is the price the Vision Pro has to be for me to buy it? Like even I think a thousand. Depends on what the, I think it'll depend heavily on the reviews that aren't bought yeah. by Apple. Yeah. If like a person pays thirty five hundred dollars, and they're a person who I believe to be more subdued in their reaction, and they go, "It's the best thing ever. It's revolutionized the tech world forever." I'm like, okay, then like, I'm willing to spend a bit more. Still not thirty five hundred. But I'm willing to spend more. I, I really don't care about reviews at all. I, I, I'm personally... I mean, I, I do care about them. But I, my, like, I will never buy something based on what reviews say. I'm personally going to... I need to try it. You need your physical hands on it? I need... Because the MetaQuest 2, I had to try it. Because everyone told me how amazing it was, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, it doesn't look amazing when you watch videos. But when I tried it, immediately I was like blown. So it's like... I need, it needs something like that. Like, okay, I try it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? That's for me. I need to actually try it. I think VR is, to- AR, VR, AR is kind of like that kind of thing where you have to try it. You can't truly experience it unless you do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, Apple's doing those 25, 20-minute demos. You know, schedule one of them, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's do it, dude. Oh, you want to go together? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'd be down. I don't know if the Apple stores are nearby. It's close enough, bro. Whatever, man. Like, whatever. All right. Fine. Maybe. No promises. Uh, All right. We'll find out. If we do, maybe one of ne- us will Next have- episode. Ep- episode 170 of TimeSync. Recorded using the Apple Vision Pro. Oh my god. Nah, it's definitely not going to be 170. Maybe like episode 235. Remember that one episode, guys? We talked to the video, bro. <laughs> yeah, we we, had, we, we got... We, we leased one. <laughs> we <rented laughs> we <one>. leased one. <laughs> yeah, we got this bad boy for three hours. Uh... So, yep, exciting stuff in the tech world. AI uh, taking artist jobs and AR becoming super popular. Hopefully, I really hope. I really want AR to be successful. I feel like it just has so many amazing. It has such amazing potential to change the way we do things forever, and I feel like in a good way. And rewinding problems that you know, just be careful what you wish for. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. I can't wait to get a pop-up ad in an augmented reality. Don't even joke about that. I'm gonna sign it off. <laughs> Logging off. Bye.